0: Coming up on this episode of Filmology, we are kind of taking a look back at the year so far of 2023 in film, talking about the Oscars, and let's just talk about a new movie, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. All that and more coming up on this week's episode of Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the
1: lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get
0: ourselves a treat.
1: Delicious things
2: to eat. We're talking about the Oscars? Well,
1: that's exactly what I was going to say. Well, what?
0: Basically, my biggest question... Is, well, first of all, everybody, welcome back to Filmology. We've been gone for well over a year and a half. Like a century. So, well, it does feel like a century. It feels like we have this new townhouse and we have yet to record anything in it.
1: That's not true.
0: We recorded a Disney podcast.
1: There you go.
0: And other than that... We have not recorded anything about movies, unless you count the Disney I'm, podcast.
1: I remember sitting on a beach chair and recording something.
0: Yeah, the Disney podcast. That was Disney. That was the Disney podcast. If you're sure. Yeah, I am sure, because we recorded for over for like four and a half hours, and <laughs> it was uh-huh. a very long night.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about movies, something really exciting. Oscars, they just happened. Mike, I'm pretty sure you're ecstatic about it. Everything, everywhere, all at once basically swept the best picture. Like, Well, not just best picture, but all, uh, basically all categories it was nominated for.
2: That's exciting. I didn't know that. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I didn't pay attention to the Oscars this year.
0: Yeah, Samantha and I did watch the Oscars. Actually, I think Samantha, yeah, right? You watched them with me. I was there. You You happened to be in the room. Yeah, nobody got slapped this year.
1: No, nobody did.
0: Look, here's the thing, since nobody actually out there in the podcast world knows my opinions about everything everywhere we all at once, it was fine. It was too sentimental for my liking, and um, it, I I don't know what should have won Best Picture. Nothing from that bunch, like, jumped out at me, so.
2: Everything everywhere should have won Best Picture, because that was the best movie last yeah,
0: year. Was-
1: I liked it. I thought it deserved to win. So, I don't know what Oscars you were watching, but I enjoyed it. I'm winning. I enjoyed judging some of the outfits. It was good.
0: What was Mindy Kaling wearing? I'm sorry, like it. It was just she didn't read the room. She didn't read the vibe. I don't know. She didn't. It, it was not an, like an after party dress. Sure, completely get that. But during the actual Oscars, like what were you wearing? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being sentimental about something that. I'd, I have no reason to be sentimental about because people don't care about the Oscars. As we can tell with Mike not even watching them and Samantha half-watching them. So, I guess that was a quick conversation here about the Oscars.
1: I mean, do you want to go over some of the other awards? or? Uh,
0: I mean, Pinocchio. Pinocchio won Best Animated Feature. That's really exciting. Mm. And not the bad Disney whatever thing that came out last year but the Guillermo del Toro Netflix Pinocchio. Really good. Mike, have you seen the, that movie yet?
2: No, I didn't see that. Really
0: good. Really good. Actually, animation all around was a really strong category last year. Yeah, last year. Yeah. Did you know that Turning Red came out last year? That feels like a lifetime ago that that movie came out. Maybe that was just yeah. Maybe that was just me. I was so surprised. But uh, what Mar- Marcel the Shell with the shoes on, that was also a film that was nominated for Best Animated.
1: Uh, that one was really good. So was Pinocchio. They had some good animated films this this cycle.
0: And The Fablemans won nothing.
1: I know you're bitter about that.
0: Has the Academy just decided that they don't care about Steven Spielberg anymore? I feel like that's kind of where we're at. Like, West Side Story got nothing. No! I mean, it did. Uh, Ariana DeBose got Best Supporting Actress. But really, other than that, I don't think it got anything new new academy new rules apparently i just need to move on yeah so
2: i mean you got nominated it's fine can't win every time
0: i mean I, I wasn't expecting him to win but i was just not a, i was not expecting like a giant sweep for everything everywhere all at once i was actually really upset that uh angela bassett did not win for best supporting actress for wakanda forever
2: uh, it should have been Carrie Condon in The Banshees. That was better. She was on screen more than Jamie Lee Curtis, it seems like, too.
0: I mean, I, I'm happy that Jamie Lee Curtis has won, her, won an Oscar, but mm-hmm. is this like the, her best performance of all time? No. With that being said, if you're going to ask me what is her best performance of all time, I cannot tell you because I don't know. True Lies, obviously, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I do like True Lies. Halloween. The original Halloween,
1: 1978? Sure. sure. Why not? Okay. Scream, scream Queen start. Why not?
0: <laughs> I did not introduce anybody, and we've already been talking now for six minutes. I am doing a terrible job of hosting this show. Hi, everybody. We've been talking about the Oscars for six minutes. Uh, I'm Johnny G, also known, well, also known as uh, Jonathan Goyer. Uh, I run the site, PhomologyShow.com. And also this podcast, which I'm doing a terrible job of hosting right now. I am also joined by Samantha. Hi. And Mike. Hi. Bye. And we have spent, once again, the past six minutes talking about the Oscars and how basically they're not relevant anymore. And that just makes me sad. You can find... This show, past shows, going back a year and a half ago over at FilmologyShow.com and some written reviews. I'm trying to get back into writing film reviews again. Um, Working on a review right now for for the film we're going to be talking about, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So hopefully that will be up shortly. But uh, the other thing I really wanted to do, since I haven't really talked to Mike at all within... I don't know. It's been a while since I've talked to Mike and Samantha. We actually haven't talked that much about movies. So, let's just kind of go through the year so far in movies and see what kind of ratings we would give things. Uh, It's going to be pretty quick snapshots. Uh, If you haven't seen it, just say that you haven't seen it. But here at Phomology, we do a rating scale. See it, obviously means see it. Skip, uh, rent it, rent it. Skip it, skip it.
2: (laughs) Who rents movies anymore, John? We need to update this thing.
0: Who rents movies? Yeah, that is true. I don't rent movies.
1: You can rent movies online, Mike. It's still relevant.
0: Wow, Sam. Are you gonna, but here's the thing. <laughs> Thought you'd be on my side. I'm oh, here's, here's the thing that I will agree with him on. If I wanted to rent <laughs> Knock at the Cabin right now, it's going to cost me 19.99 to rent it. But I could also go to the theater and see it for basically free. So... I don't know. And we have Let It Burn, which means everybody who involved with this film, from the producers to the caterers, should be put into film purgatory and not be allowed to make a film again for a good long while. So, we're going to start here back in early January. We have the universal horror film, Megan. And I would say, see it. Did anyone else see this film? Nope.
2: Is it the AI robot one? Yes,
0: it's the AI robot
2: one. Oh, no, I did not see that one. Sorry.
0: Yep, Totally fine. Uh, Let's move on to... Speaking of Knock at the Cabin, Knock at the Cabin. And I would give Knock at the Cabin a Rent It. Is
2: that the M. Night Shyamalan one? That is
0: the M. Night Shyamalan one.
2: I read the book, and the book was really good, and I didn't want his movie to ruin it, so I skipped that one.
0: I do want to read the book. haven't read it, but I... You know, you know, I'm kind of regretting giving it a rent it now. I kind of want to give it a see it. But anyway, um, 80, 80 for Brady. Did anybody see this? I did not.
1: Nope.
0: No. All right, cool. Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance.
2: Nope, nope. I'm going to think you're picking movies I didn't see this year.
0: <laughs> I, 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 I I Well, hopefully this next one you have seen. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania.
2: What's that? Never heard oh, of it. There
0: we go. There we go.
2: I'm just kidding. Just kidding. It's a see it. It was really good. I enjoyed it.
0: Samantha? See it. And I would also give it a see it. Uh Cocaine Bear.
2: See it? It was so good. Top three so far this year.
0: Oh so far, <laughs> so far, he's named just two movies that he's seen. Well, Shazam will be the third, I guess. Uh, I have not seen Cocaine I Bear. I have
1: not either.
2: You have not? You need to go watch Cocaine Bear. What are we doing right now? There's probably a showing near you right now. It's only
0: 7.30. There, there probably is a showing near me. Um, probably at multiple theaters near me, since that's one of the nice things about where we currently live. There's three theaters within, well, four theaters within 15 minutes of our apartment. So, but no, I'm still not still in. not going to see it. Um,
1: seems like ever you're
0: not going to see it ever. Looks
1: like some lowbrow humor, Mike. I don't know how I feel about. It was Hitler, so good. At least.
2: And Carrie Russell wasn't it? And Carrie Russell did a phenomenal job. Yeah. It was fantastic. The whole theater smelled like weed. Like I have not smelled <laughs> that much weed in a long time. <laughs> but What the movie was really so good.
0: Not, he, you're not You're not doing a great job of selling this movie to me. Um, okay. Uh, next movie: Creed Three i see that one. I also sadly have not seen it yet.
1: I watched like 10 minutes of the first one.
2: I watched all of the first one because I was going to go to see Creed 3 and then I, I, I didn't. First one was good. I enjoyed it. It was very rocky. Yeah, I mean... I heard the third one breaks away from it better,
0: but... I would like to see it. Uh, the whole reason why Samantha watched the first 10 <laughs> minutes of it was because I wanted to re-watch watch it before seeing Creed 3. Oh, well, I, I wanted to rewatch Creed One and Creed Two, and then I think that she kept talking or asking questions. What? So I just you're
1: gonna blame it on like, me.
0: I just paused it. I was like, okay, nobody apparently here is in the mood for this, so let's watch a cooking show. And I'm pretty sure that's exactly what we did. Was we switched it to like Next Level Chef? Yeah, we've
1: been watching
2: a lot of that recently. Yeah. But is that a, is that a see it rent it? burn it
1: next level chef art. is a see it everybody uh, i'm
0: enjoying next level chef is it like the best thing ever no but you know it's for, a comfort it's show a comfort show which i feel almost all cooking competitions are so maybe well, maybe not cutthroat kitchen even though that cutthroat kitchen probably for me is a
1: what um, a nice comfort show of sabotage. destroying sabotage. each other's yeah. lives so comfy yeah
0: i enjoy it um next movie Scream 6. Am I really the only one here who saw Scream 6? No,
2: I thought you were going to say your thing first, and then I thought that's how it's been going. Oh, okay, well, you say yours.
0: Then I'll say mine. I see it. 100% see it.
2: Yeah, see it. It's the best movie so far this year. One of the best Scream, maybe since the original. And Samantha
0: didn't go. <laughs> Samantha,
1: what are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What am I doing? Not watching Scream. <laughs> Apparently not watching not? new releases. I mean, Scream if I look at about. my letterbox, it's mostly some festival movies, and then like two other new ones, and that's it.
0: Okay, well, I mean, that's fair. Okay, I've been
1: watching so, other movies. L- let
0: me ask. Let me ask you this then, because I know, obviously, well, obviously, because people out there don't know this, but uh, we watched. We were we attended the virtual Sundance Film Festival. What films from the Sundance Film Festival this past year that you saw would you recommend? While she thinks about that, uh, the only other film that I have that we can talk about uh, would be a movie called Champions, which I actually do want to see, but I have not seen yet. It's, I uh, haven't had the time.
1: So, I have a couple. Um... I don't know what to rate one of them because I don't think everyone should watch it, but I think it's very good. And John probably knows exactly which one I mean. Uh, it's 20 Days in Mariupol. It's a very dark, depressing documentary about Russia taking over Mariupol in Ukraine. And it's a reporter spending 20 days in there before he was able to escape. Spoiler alert, that's the only way he was able to make the film. Um pretty much unfiltered there's a lot of things that you see so it's it's a hard watch but I thought it was really well done and powerful
0: 100% agree with everything you said I had to turn away from many parts of that film because it was way too graphic to watch I'm not I'm not a I'm not like as much as I love like horror films uh real life horrors are not something that I do like to watch.
1: where I don't like fake horror, but I was able to watch every part of this movie, yeah. so Jonathan is officially confused by me. Um, <laughs> one I will say that is to see it is Going Varsity and Mariachi. I didn't I didn't rate it the highest, but I thought it was just a really fun, lighthearted movie. So I feel like you should see it. Because uh, I want more silly, do- random, niche documentaries like that. And then I also liked... Um, the Persian version, because that one was pretty fun. It was kind of like a family drama thing. I don't know. It was good. What would you say, John?
0: Two others that I'd re- highlight that you haven't mentioned: a theater camp, a really good mockumentary. Uh, obviously, not gonna, be, not gonna appeal to everybody. But like, if you ever did like summer theater camps or summer theater shows, uh, theater in college, like, or if you need, if you have a like, a season past to your favorite Broadway, like, theater to see touring shows. It's really funny. There's a lot of, like, jokes that some people won't get, but that's fine. It's called Theater Camp. It knows that it's aiming to a crowd who likes theater. Um, really funny. The, really enjoy that. Um, and then I saw a film called Victim Suspect, which is going to be coming to Netflix later. I think this year is what they're aiming for. Um, it's a documentary uh, about... Women who uh, report to the police that they have been uh, physically uh, or sexually assaulted. And really, really quick, this is just giving more fuel to the whole police system needs to be revamped. Because I I never knew this. And And now, obviously, since I saw this documentary, I've seen it pop up a couple other times. When you're a police officer, invest like questioning a subject. Did you guys know that that police officer can flat out lie to who they're interviewing and be like, "Oh, well, we got this information from so and so who said that you did this, so I need you to say that you did it." And the police officer never talked to so and so. I think that's flat out wrong. I think that if you're a part of, like, you are not. You are not like a jury of their peers. You are flat out lying to this person who you have kept in this <laughs> isolated room for 8 hours just sitting there who was just sexually assaulted. Like that that's just such BS. I mean, come on. The documentary obviously as you can tell made me angry. It's not for everybody. Like on- honestly, like I, if I'm going to like name a like good double feature for it, Watch the, uh, Victim Suspect and Promising Young Woman, which is also a fantastic film. Not for everybody, but, re- I mean, Samantha, like, wasn't it a good movie?
1: Yes. Okay. It made me very upset, though. <laughs> That's why I'm giving you that, that look. That was a very upsetting movie as well. Yeah, that, that would make an interesting double feature that would probably make you very angry.
0: Which I think is the point, like, like it's, 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 like, when I watch a documentary, and obviously I still like things like Going Varsity and Mariachi, but I, I like those call-to-action movies that are like, hey, let's do something about this problem and fix it. Like, that's also why Twin uh, 20 Days in uh, Maripol* was such a pow- powerful film, because, like, we keep saying as a world society, things like this aren't gonna happen, yet they keep happening all the damn time. Anyway, um, that's the Sundance Film Festival, the top things that we saw. There's obviously a lot of other things that we still watched, uh, but I don't want to talk about them because they weren't worth talking about. I did miss one other movie that came out this year that I know Samantha didn't see, but Mike, you might have seen it. Uh, Did you watch the film Missing? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. Okay. Um, See it. See, so yeah, uh it kind of hits some of the same beats as the film Searching from what, 3 or 4 years ago at this point Samantha.
1: Yeah, I really like that one. Searching so good.
0: Yeah, the issue with Missing is if if you've seen Searching,
1: you know the beats. You
0: know the beats. I mean, there's still some different twists and turns, mm. but a lot of the like cruel cool tricks that they're doing with the ca- like because it's all taking place on a computer screen, they can't repeat those same things because You've seen it before.
1: Yeah, I distinctly remember watching searching on a laptop um, because I was in college and I didn't have a way to watch it on the TV. So I was watching it on the laptop, and it definitely added another layer if you uh, do it that way. <laughs> yeah, I that was intense. But I don't know if it'd be intense on a TV screen. But it was good. I mean, it was, it was intense. It, was, it was
0: intense in the theater yeah searching was at least missing not as much but that's
1: okay
0: uh still enjoyed it still recommend it still kind of on the edge of my seat at times but not like not like not the whole whole movie i wasn't on the edge of my seat the whole entire film wondering what's gonna happen Uh, i'm also cynical so i was also like okay cool everyone's gonna get out of this okay
1: is that cynical
0: i don't know if it's cynical well i mean it's is
1: it really cynical to think everyone's gonna be okay because I don't know if that's cynical.
0: I oh, mean, okay, what, what, what phrase would you like? Because I, it's me being cynical, being like, okay, the movie's not going to take risks here; it's just going to be playing it very safe.
1: Okay, sure. I was gonna say it sounds hopeful.
0: Oh, I'm definitely or not. I'm definitely like, not a hopeful person. Don't worry,
1: everyone will be okay. And you're like, that's so cynical, and I'm like, is it?
0: Is I was just calling for a reform of the policing system in the United States. I don't think I am a hopeful person.
1: No. So, not all the time.
0: But sometimes, apparently. <laughs> anyway, I think that's like enough of our little chit-chat there about films. Uh, next week, we'll kind of go back to our normal fo- format, which is just talking about things that we've watched in the past week that have ever, you know, not always inspired us, but things that have moved us and that we want to talk about or sometimes things that I watch that are bad and I want to tell people not to watch. That might be Cocaine Bear. Maybe I'll, I'll finally get out no. and go watch that movie.
2: <clears throat> cocaine Bear is amazing. You're going to love it. <laughs> you should go watch it tomorrow.
0: Um, I, I, I I don't know if I'll love it. I'm sorry, Mike. But uh, the, the real reason why we're back, why we had to come back specifically right now at this point in time, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Guys, how excited were you? for this Shazam sequel.
2: Did you hear that? Everyone shot off the podcast just now. They're like, Shazam, no more.
1: (laughs) Well, I would say I was mildly excited. I was like, okay, cool, another one, let's go. I feel like you were more like, yes, the first one was awesome. Does that sound about right, John?
0: I'm trying to pull up, when did this movie, okay, so this movie came out in 2019, the first Shazam, obviously. Oh man, that
1: feels so long ago.
0: Which which is some of the problem, but I'll get to yeah. that in just a second. I had it as my number four movie of that year.
1: Yeah.
0: Just ahead of it, I had Marriage Story as my number one, Parasite is number two, number three, Avengers Endgame, number four, Shazam. Wow.
1: That's really
0: high ranking. What was, what was number five? Number five. Well, I'll just go over the top ten, I guess, really quick. Number five, Us. Number six, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Number seven, Little Women. Number eight, Love and Tosha. Number nine, Claws. Number ten, Wild Rose. Do I think that Shazam right now in 2023 is better than some of those films? that I ranked no I think that like some other films like little women I definitely enjoy more but uh, maybe that's like the only one that I'd actually blink above that uh, I adored that first Shazam movie it was such a breath of fresh air and it was just exactly what like we needed at that time and I really feel and especially based on the amount of people we had at our theater, which was 10 people, the world doesn't seem to want this movie. And I'm not sure why. Like, everybody who I've talked to about Shazam Fury of the Gods has been either like, why why do you want to go see this silly children's film? It's not silly superhero film. It's very, like, they're saying silly children's film. Or they have no clue who I'm talking about, like what the character is. So, I, I, I what, what's wrong with a quote-unquote children's film? Like, labeling it as that. I mean, I don't think it, this is a children's film.
1: Um, I don't know if I would say there's anything wrong with labeling it a children's film. I don't think it is a children's film. There's definitely some dark things that happen that I don't know how much of that I can list. But there's some dark things that would not be okay in a children's film that make it more of of the audience you'd expect but um i can tell you that i'm assuming just everyone went through covid and it was like i don't need this anymore um a lot of the people i talked to at my work i was like hey i'm gonna go see the new shazam movie and a lot of them were like oh i didn't know that was coming or oh okay have fun i guess a very lukewarm response as well on my end of things
0: mike how empty was your theater
2: it was actually pretty full wow it's like half full or so
0: so apparently we just went to the alamo draft house and that crowd was like nope we don't want this
2: movie oh no, and if we're talking about full theaters i got the last ticket to cocaine bear just throwing it out there um if that matters to anyone and how popular
0: it was
1: apparently, i got the last
2: ticket to my theater
1: apparently we need to judge some of the people in mike's neighborhood
0: uh. <laughs> for, for for the record, I'm not saying there's a problem with people liking Cocaine Bear. I'm just saying it doesn't seem like my kind of film. But It
1: also doesn't seem like Cocaine Bear audience would equal Shazam Fury audience. That doesn't... No, the, the that totally, makes no sense either, the cocaine, in my opinion. The Those are different people. The
0: Cocaine Bear audience is the audience who would like Sharknado. Yeah. So... Yeah.
2: No, cocaine Bear was way better than Sharknado. First off, different levels completely.
1: Well, you can't you uh, can't I, fight him very well because you haven't seen it.
0: Now this is just challenging me to go this see this really movie. Is. So this really I, I is. really do think I have to report next week with a Cocaine Bear <laughs> monologue. But I really, I wanted to like this movie. I re- like I not wanted to like this movie. I went in like wanting to embrace it, but at the same time I'm like. I feel like DC really just kind of shot themselves in the foot when they were like, yep, we're going to reboot everything with the flash. Nothing that we've made right now really matters, but we have to release it. I'm not sure if that's an issue. I mean, for me, it was. I'm like, why should I care about Shazam? Why should I care about Aquaman that's coming out? Like none of this seems like they told me none of it matters which is so weird when I'm watching this movie because they clearly want it to matter.
2: I mean, how many people actually know that there's going to be a reboot of the DC movies, though?
0: General audiences, I guess I would say, I'm not sure. Uh, People who I talk to at work, I mean, they know of it. They don't know, like, everything that's going into it, but then they know what's happening. I, I just... It's just so weird to me that this... The first Shazam movie came out and it made, like, close to... I think we made $59 million opening weekend. So let's just let's just say 60 million opening opening weekend. Shazam Fury of the Gods, 30 million opening weekend. Is this No, this isn't judging the film. But is this is are we at the turning point now where audiences are turning against superhero films? We have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which we all here said see it to. It seems like audiences didn't flock to it. Are we reaching the point now where we're getting to the tail end of the superhero genre dominating the box office?
1: What I can tell you with some of the conversations I've had with people at my work... Granted, most of the people at my work generally tend to lead pretty nerdy. They like to see all the superhero movies. They play D&D on the weekends. Some of those general stereotypes go into a lot of my coworkers. Um... A lot of them are kind of lukewarm on a lot of the superhero movies lately. They, If it's Marvel, they're like, I can't keep up with everything. It's too much to remember. The TV shows, the past movies, if I want to know what's going on, I have to dig deep. And they're like, I don't know if I want to do that. Um, I feel like the reset is maybe a little too late for DC to save some of the things they want to do. So, I don't know. Some people are like, I still enjoy an occasional superhero movie, but some people are like, it's too much. I can't handle it anymore.
2: How how much did the Ant-Man even make? I haven't been paying attention to the box office earnings.
0: I mean, box office opening weekend, it made, I think, $90 million. But then it had a 60% drop the weekend after that. And then it's just continued, like... From what I'm hearing inside Marvel, this is not going to... Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is not going to make its money back. It's considered a loss in their book for how much money they spent on the movie and with marketing, with making the film, everything like that. Which, I mean, yes, we had a loss with Eternals, but that was kind of that—that that was an experimental film. We still, well, not experimental, but for Marvel experimental, and that was still during COVID. So I think they—they they were okay with a the loss there. They kind of knew that. Well, actually, I think that they want... Not want it, but... Releasing it during COVID and having it lose money during COVID was, for them, a, a safe press story to go with. People didn't go see the movie because of COVID. Not people didn't go see the movie because it was a unique Marvel film. Now, I love Eternal, so I think it's a great film. But I just... I don't know. Like, right now, I'm oh, I'm really worried that we're going to dial back a lot of things that were coming out for Marvel. Which I think is sad I'm- because, I mean, I I love what Jonathan Majors was doing in the film as Kang. I want to see wh- what they're going to do with Kang so badly. But if they decide, nope, it didn't work we're gonna just kind of not go all in on the multiverse stuff it's gonna feel just bizarre to me
2: it only, the new one only made five fifty million less than the first ant-man movie but so it's not that big of a difference but you, oh
0: I see that that's I disagree because like that first ant-man movie once again it was the first one since then we've had Scott Lang in event be in Avenger and uh, well, yeah, he's been in an Avengers film, Avengers Endgame, one of the biggest movies of all time. He was in Captain America: Civil War, another one that's probably in like the top 20 biggest films of all time. Like people know who Scott Lang is, Ant-Man, like as much as I
2: Yeah, but it still made 200 million lo- domestically and 462 worldwide. That's a really good or uh, some. It said the budget was less than half of that. So they made their money back, probably.
0: It, it's debatable, but I, like I said, from what I'm hearing, it said Marvel... From what I'm hearing, it said in Marvel, it, it sounds like it's a loss. Now, once again, maybe it's a loss because it didn't make as much as they wanted it to. I don't know, but... I
2: think if they're going and expecting billion-dollar movies every time, they're going to be disappointed no matter what. I don't think they're
0: expecting billion-dollar movies every time, but... I think that this still was only on the top of the box office for two weeks. Like, it's 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 not like I don't like I think Ant Man and the Wasp around here is like down to like one showtime now per night. No, nobody that I know was still going to see this movie. Everybody who I know know who wanted to see it has seen it or has said, I'll wait till it's on Disney Plus. Which I think that is a whole different issue.
1: I have heard some of that, too, where they're like, oh, I don't feel the need to see in the theater. I'll go to Disney+, Plus, or I'll just wait till it's streaming, etc. I have heard some of that stuff, too.
0: But we're way off topic now talking about Marvel. Let's go back to Shazam with a DC. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why there were only 10 people in the theater with us. I'm happy that you had a full a full theater, Mike. Well, not full theater. A, a half-full theater. But, like, we were in a theater that sat 300 people, and to have 10 people there, it just... It was empty. It, it just felt bad. You felt bad being in there. At least I did. Every time I'm in that theater, and I'm like, oh, I'm the only person here. It, 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 like, we went to, like, a six o'clock show on Thursday night. That's, like, when the crowd should be there. Mm-hmm. I had more people at, now. once again, Spider-Man, No Way Home, a huge movie, but I went to that movie at a three o'clock show on a Thursday night, and I had a half full theater. For three o'clock on a Thursday when people are still at work. Yeah. I don't know. It, it it's just something that I think we do have to question. Have we are we coming to the end of the line here with superhero films? No.
2: I think the DC movies are also just bad, so people probably just don't want to watch a bad movie again.
0: Which, which which I disagree with that as well, because like I think everybody on this call recommended the Suicide Squad. And wasn't that the last DC movie that we got?
1: The oh, Batman. I definitely
2: didn't say see it for a Suicide Squad. I didn't like it that much. It was okay.
0: You're, you're talking about the I James Gunn one?
2: Bit. Yeah.
1: What? I love that one.
2: You liked it a lot more than I did. I remember that much. I was just, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, and Black Adam. Black yeah. Adam just came
1: out not oh, that yeah. long ago. And I didn't watch dreadful. that. I <laughs> so Guilty. Does
0: and and no uh, i i do think that's actually a fair point black adam does that that movie completely t- like completely put a different light on Shazam here because they're kind of the like
2: they're all basically superman slightly different
0: no i mean Shazam black adam black adam is yeah. the the villain of Shazam or C- captain marvel which i so I, I, I don't know I that 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 I f- totally forgot about that Black Adam movie, and you're right, it's bad. That movie was r- I'm sorry really bad.
2: I didn't mean to remind anyone of that movie. If they forgot about it, I apologize. Yeah, it
1: could be another reason why they didn't want to see Shazam Fury because they're like, oh man, if this is where it's going, that you know. I just it's possible.
2: Yeah, and like I said, to me, who doesn't I don't really read that many DC comics or anything or know much about Black Adam or Shazam. It seemed, like, kind of the same. I don't know. They're all kind of like Superman knockoffs in, like, a slightly different way.
0: I don't know. All right. Well, we're going to actually get into our thoughts on Shazam Fury of the Gods in just a moment here.
1: I really thought for some reason you were going to say Shazam Fury Road, and I was like, oh, no. I would love (laughs) to see
0: Shazam Fury Road. Throwing (laughs) it out there right now. Just let's will this into existence.
1: I'm good. I'll pass. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I'm going to
2: pass. How could you make Shazam even worse? Cross it with Fury Road.
0: <laughs> Billy Batson and his foster siblings, who transform into superheroes by saying Shazam, are forced to get back into action and fight the daughters of Atlas, who they must stop from using a weapon that could destroy the world. Man, that sounds like every other superhero plot synopsis. Very generic. And I don't feel like they were ever forced into anything, so I apologize for that. That's a, such a weird little thing to do. But this movie, like like we've spent the past couple minutes here talking about, really seems like it should have come out a couple of years ago. Now, COVID obviously plays a role in this, as it does with every single thing that happens really in life now. It affected the production schedule of this movie, and... I wish that I could say that they took their time to make a fantastic film during that time. They got down, the script was like perfect, and that's not the vibe I got for this movie. This movie was like enjoyable to watch, but it offers very little that the first film already didn't give me. Yes, for me, I was ecstatic to see Rachel Ziegler in this film. She was the best part about West Side Story, the, the remake for me. She showed such promise as a young actress there. Does she show much here? No, but it, I don't know what she could do with the role that she's given. Do I think that Zachary Levi is having a great time here? Yes, I do. I think he did in the first one, too, and it was great to see him back here again as the grown-up Billy Batson, the super-powered Billy Batson. But I, I don't know, like... The action sequences are fun to watch. The, the, the bridge sequence at the beginning I thought was funny and fun. Is it new? No, it's not. And I think that, for the most part, is going to be an issue that a lot of people have with this film. It doesn't offer anything new. But it's still enjoyable. Uh, Mike, I think you're going to have a more negative opinion. So, Samantha, I don't actually know what your opinion is, but what is your opinion? your initial opinion on Shazam! Fury of the Gods?
1: Um, I would say I'm somewhere in the middle on it. Um, I will give it credit because I was in a really bad mood before going into the theater, and I was in a good mood after the theater. So I will say it does get bonus points for putting me in a good mood. But, um, yeah, it it definitely followed some general stereotypes and damsel in distress, which I was like, aren't we done with that by now? Um, some other things like that that I was just like, okay. Where, where's
0: the damsel in distress?
1: Anthea.
2: i was wondering the same thing i was like did i read the same movie
1: okay or the same I, movie I don't, or I don't
0: think there's ever like the, she
1: had plenty no, of damsel no. moments where she's like i can't do anything go back and watch like i'll the just 2000- die i guess no. i'm just saying some of her annoyed me i did think her powers were pretty cool at the beginning of the movie though
0: no, but there's a whole there's a whole plot point that happens that i don't want to spoil to that character, yes. which you could easily argue that she would be dazed, not knowing what to do with her life, sure, things like that. Sure. Do I think the movie played into that enough? No. So I'm giving the movie a lot of credit with that, but it's never like this was uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, where Green Goblin's holding Mary Jane up and the, the, the wire to this tram system and saying, oh, you have to choose, and then dropping both of them at the same time. It's never like that. Or well, it's never, like, Lex Luthor's whole, I don't know. There like is a tying...
1: choice part. It, there is a choice
2: part. It is, no... it is literally like that at one point. It, <laughs> like, there like, is a choice. It's choose between one thing or the other, and you have to go save one of them. Like,
1: I don't think literally. Anthea is one of the choices, but I just want you to know, there is exactly no. a choice part.
0: I don't honestly remember yeah. who the choices were or what the choices were.
2: It's, it's between the little thing they're trying to get and one of the kids.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, she's falling from the sky.
1: Yeah.
0: I used, I used <laughs> a bad example. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I would like to, to let everybody know I completely forgot about that scene from this movie. So
1: My point is, is there some common stereotypes in the movie that you just have to get over, I guess. Because you're just like, okay, this is what's happening. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Did put me in a good mood, though. Um, I don't know, I can't say who, or how, or when, but there is a guest appearance that made me pretty annoyed. Um, this person had no reason to be in the movie, but they put them there anyway, and that did make me annoyed. (laughs) Mike, what were your thoughts?
2: I want to know who who annoyed you. I'm super curious now, I'll ask you you later. I was like, Um, I don't
1: think we can say without spoiling something.
2: Fine. (laughs) Um... I was. It was kind of just meh. I, I don't mind that I watched it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again. There are some interesting parts. I like Zachary, Levi. I wish he had a better movie to star in. Um, the Anthea girl had, like, cool powers. Or God, sorry. I thought she was interesting. Maybe if the three daughters, Eclipso, had their own, or Atlas, had their own movie. That would be cool. I don't know. But have overall, just kind of meh. In
0: that movie.
1: I don't know. I thought the sisters were interesting. Yeah, they
2: had an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah. It it felt like every other. I'm sorry. This is where I I go. I feels like every other sibling duo that shows up on a CW superhero show.
1: Except that it's not a duo, John. It's a trio. Okay, There's a new John, third dynamic. It,
0: because they're trying to make everybody feel like it's a giant twist. Were you were you fooled? There was nobody. What do
1: you mean? Was I fooled? There was nobody so who
0: could be fooled with that twist.
1: No, I was not. Fooled. I was actually just
2: really confused why that happened in the first place. Like, why? They needed. A, why is that they one? They needed stuff to, to happen, Mike,
0: I don't know. I, no, they didn't. No, <laughs> no, they did not. That that twist was just pointless. And
1: I kind of saw it coming. Yeah. If if
0: you don't see it coming, you're a ten year old, and I'm happy for you. Be you're enjoying nice, this film. nice, Jonathan.
1: No, no. Yeah, no. be nice. I am being nice.
0: I think that if you're like, once again. I'm, I'm somebody who, like, has a fondness for the 2003 Daredevil film. Because I saw it when I was, like, 11 years old. I saw it when I was 11. If I saw this movie when I was 11, I would think it's a great film. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying there are better things out there. Eventually you'll see them as you grow up. Like, I, there's still films out there that I still haven't seen that are probably amazing. But I just haven't seen them yet. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss anybody. <laughs>
2: Okay. Right. Didn't we talk about if this was a kids' film in the beginning of the show or not? And you just said you'd like it if it was (laughs) kids.
0: If you were a kid.
1: Oh my gosh, you are full of contradictions tonight.
0: I apparently am. (laughs) I.
1: He's got you there. What are you gonna do? I'm
0: I'm gonna just pivot and talk about Skittle. I'm also. I'm also very confused.
2: Oh, yeah, the ad. Oh, I'm also. God. I just want to say I'm very confused why Mary was the only one that gets Like, she was a superhero version of herself and the kid that. version.
0: I can explain that. Okay. So, the Shazam superpowered version is supposed to be what they would like to be, like, at their peak of whoever they are. So, yeah. like, Mary which does contradict itself in the movie. So now everything's full of contradictions, but Mary sees herself as that strong, empowered Mary, Mar- Mary Marvel.
2: Yeah. But she also wants to improve herself though. Oh, correct. So she doesn't, oh,
0: Correct. the movie doesn't earn it. Just like the whole thing with her going off to college at the end of the first movie. And then all of a sudden deciding, no, my whole character arc in the first movie doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to pivot because yeah. Billy wants me to. And that frustrates me. Is, is Samantha will definitely let you know. I don't think anybody should ever be held back by their family. And that's what that whole character arc now is saying. Is being, hey, be tied down by your family. Forget going out to live your own life. Except go have some sunglasses on. I, that was a funny joke. but uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, That was cute. It was a cute joke.
0: I mean, most, most of the stuff with Darla... I thought it was cute. cute uh, and funny. Besides the skills. Except Skittles, for the, the ad Skittles, in the middle of the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that was like, please don't say it. Please, oh my god, no, thank you. This
0: made me never want to buy a bag of Skittles ever again in my life.
1: Actually, you know what happened? Is immediately you're like, I want jelly beans or something. Oh, okay, and so, I was like, that's not even Skittles. Okay. That's not what they were selling you. I, I,
0: I, I thought when she was sorting the things out and that the in the the bowls i thought they were jelly beans and then all of a sudden they're saying taste the rainbow i'm like oh no they weren't jelly beans they were skittles either way it's a terrible
1: they did have foreshadowing at the beginning of the movie where she puts skittles and and the jeans Um, oh they did yeah so i was like they already had skittles and they're like you know what let's run with it and you're like you know what i don't want you to run with it why did you do this
0: I can't think of, like, a more groan-inducing... Yeah,
1: it was bad. It was
0: bad. Bad. Like, it is as bad as, like, I one of my other ones I always think about is Spider-Man 3, where he's swinging through the city, and he oh, he just happens to land in front of the American flag, and it's supposed to be a yeah moment, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> eye rolls galore.
1: I do think it was supposed to be a yeah moment. Yeah. There was that one person in our theater who laughed for... A good time and i couldn't tell if she was laughing because it was bad or laughing because she was amused that she did it i sure hope i, that, I sure hope it was I laughing at tell. the
0: movie because <laughs> it was it was bad there was nothing in that first movie that was bad like this and that, mm. that's my problem there was no giant ad placement there was no giant like go buy this and if you believe the director of the film he said that wasn't the case. He said that the, the, the Skittles company didn't come to him and say, hey, can you place this in there? It Why was, would you give it them
1: free advertising?
0: Well, they still had to get permission and everything like that, but it just happened organically, and I'm like, you put their table... Organically
2: for, like, four minutes of the movie during the slowdown and during the slogan saying,
0: Taste Rainbow. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was really, really bad. It was, like... I, I, I'm I going to be 100% clear like here. I think that there's a really good hour and a half movie here. Like, if you cut this two-hour and ten-minute movie down to an hour and a half, I think it would be really good. But I don't think the studio has any interest in making a movie that's under two hours. And I, I'm not sure why they're so gung-ho on a two-hour film. It, it. The first film had so much earnestness that... It just—it felt good. I'm not like a sentimental person with about family things or anything like that. But I like—I cheered up at that first movie. I just had eye rolls here, and I'm like, "You're not earning it. You're using this Fast and the Furious line to get a chuckle out of me, but it's not earned." There's nothing in this movie that makes me go, "Yeah, you guys are a family."
2: Wait, did you say you teared up during Shazam, but not during everything, everywhere, all at once?
1: <laughs> that's exactly what he just that said, That is Mike. exactly and what And that's painful. What? Everything, everywhere, all at once made me cry. It was so good.
2: Right? I had tears, and I was like, oh my god, and Shazam, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. It's okay. No, I, I get I, it. I
0: stand by it. I stand by it. I teared up at Shazam, but I did not tear up at everything, everywhere, all at once. One of the movies is just too loud for me and you can figure out which one it is by the one I didn't cry at.
1: Shazam, got
2: it. Yeah, Shazam, who, like, just, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I just, you're allowed to feel your own feelings, Jonathan. I am sorry for making fun of you or I
0: I, I, attacking I you.
1: Really <laughs> I'm not sorry, but I will tell you that you're allowed to feel however you would like
0: Well, that's good, because I'm going to feel however I like and Apparently, as we've talked about on the show numerous times today, it's full of contradictions. So, I'm fickle.
2: I'm just glad you're feeling something, so that's good.
1: Yeah, I I
0: mean, if you're going to ask me, did I feel great watching Shazam! Fury of the Gods? No. But, I think this is going to tip off my rating, would I see it again? Yes, I would. Is it a frustrating movie? 100%. Is this the worst of the DC universe? No.
2: I mean, it'd be really hard to be the worst of the DC universe.
0: These are the kind of films that I want to see. Like, I'm 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 reading right now a run of Captain Marvel by uh by uh, Kelly Thompson from Marvel. Different film. I do really like actually how there's a joke in here where they call the character Captain Marvel. Because that is the character's name, Captain Marvel. And I was the only one who was like, yeah! And nobody else seemed to care in the audience, but that's a whole different thing. Um, But I like the characters who are inspiring not by how much we can punch somebody. But with empathy and compassion. That's what these characters are. That's why I think Wonder Woman is such a strong character. But they completely messed up that 1984 film. That's why I think Superman when he's not done by Zack Snyder is a phenomenal character and I'm sorry Snyder fans that's all that he cares about is how hard that these characters can punch each other that's not who these characters are so I'd rather have a film like this where the jokes don't always land where the film might be running a bit too long while there might be an ad really weird ad placement in the middle of the movie but it still feels true to the core of these characters versus I'm going to break somebody's neck now because they're just, I can't stop them. Like there are those moments in this film where they're, they're trying to talk her through it. That violence isn't the answer that let's talk about. Let's figure it out. And then obviously they get to a point where nope violence has to be the answer because we've tried to talk. We've tried to empathize with you. We've tried yada, yada, yada. It's not working. Okay, we do have to resort to violence. Versus, once again, Man of Steel. There's no talk there. There's just a, oh, crap, you're a bad guy. Let me go punch you. Such disrespect to those characters from Zack Snyder. Good riddance, he's gone. Hopefully, we can get more movies that stay true to the core of the characters. I think that this one stays true enough to the core of the Marvel family. And I enjoyed it. So, does anyone have anything else to say here about?
1: Uh, There is two end credit scenes, and I enjoyed both of them, so be sure you watch those if you watch this movie.
2: You'll have to tell me about them once we're done, because I did not stick around for that. Oh my
1: goodness, Mike. Rule 101 of superhero movies nowadays, is stay for the credits.
2: I think the yeah, just like you should have stayed for the slug credit after credit scene in the first movie that had nothing to do with the second movie.
0: Well, then like well. you, you would love you <laughs> would love the end credit scene for Shazam: Fear of the Gods.
2: Okay, I'll look it up. Uh,
0: is is and, uh, yeah, I do agree. Like if if you enjoy the tone of these movies, the end credit scenes are really good. Actually, I think that I think that that first end credit scene probably got the most laughs out of anything in, that the rest of the movie had. Like, it's really good. I mean, it's what's good? it's excitement. It's excitement about being in this world. It's excitement about being in an inspiration. It's excitement about being a part of a team. That sadly, I didn't feel through all the rest of that film, but I felt in that end credit scene. So that was yeah, um, that was weird, but ratings. Ratings here for Shazam Fury of the Gods. My rating as I've already said I'm fickle. There's a lot about this movie that I really enjoy. But there's a lot about this movie that makes me really just want to pull my hair out. So usually when I'm doing ratings like that it would be a rented. But I do do want more movies like this. I do want another Shazam movie. I want light-hearted films not everything needs to be the dark knight not everything needs to be just down like the bat the batman that came out last year i love that film do i want to have that film every day of the week no because i'll be miserable but having these moments of light is really important to us as a film going community as just a society in general we need to have light-hearted moments Every once in a while in our lives. So for me, Shazam! Fear of the Gods is a see it. I think that it will just make you, feel, make you feel good for the two hour run in length. And I think that's important. So, see it.
1: <sighs> Your reasons really, really match some of my reasons. But I kind of still want to give it a rent it. I will say it did make me turn my mood around. So, I mean... Maybe so. I guess no. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna say rent it because that's, that's where my heart led me.
2: I will say I'm gonna I'm gonna say stream it instead of rent it because I'm updating to the current times. Oh no. Um, but <laughs> sorry, Spanish. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it's okay. I don't regret watching it. Like I said, but I would feel no rush to go out and see it anytime soon. It, co- it should come to HBO Max and like in a month or two right
0: it'll be fine i with, with whatever's going on with hbo max and discovery now i, I i'm not getting into it i am not i'm not a fan of the way that their company's currently being run but that's the whole kind of worms i don't want to get into
2: you don't like shows just disappearing randomly
0: okay so apparently, <laughs> we, are or, <laughs> apparently we are getting into it, right no i don't like that. you know
2: you want to you, like, you want to no, get I into don't it like Jonathan.
0: That. No, I don't like them canceling a Batgirl movie so they can just get a tax credit. No, I don't like that. I don't like the fact that they're saying, oh, our reality TV shows are so much better than anything that's on actual HBO. No, I don't like that. I think the way that they're running their business right now is very foolish. And it's very much a, hey, we're going to appeal to the lowest common denominator of people who are watching our content. I'm sorry, I don't like trash content. Do I enjoy watching it every once in a while? Sure. I'll put on an episode of... I don't want to say like a real housewife show because I won't put that on. But like an episode of like... For me, trash content is Survivor. Yeah, I'll watch that every once in a while. Like the once a week. Sure. I'll watch it once a week. But I'm not going to binge it. I have a brain. I'm sorry. I would like to use it. I want more shows like Game of Thrones. Like The Last of Us. Like, The Wire. Things that make people think. And I'm sorry, yes, sometimes those shows cost money. But, people like those shows. People subscribe to watch those shows. The whole reason why I originally got HBO Max to begin with was to watch Game of Thrones. And I was, I still have it. I was a day one subscriber. I haven't left. Because you guys keep giving me other good content. But no, when you, you go like, no, we're going to just take this content off because... We, I don't know why they're taking it off. They're not being transparent. They own the freaking Looney Tunes for crying out loud, and they take them off.
1: You got him riled up now, Mike. See what you did?
2: <laughs> That's what people tune in for, though. They want to see Jonathan riled up.
0: <laughs> people tune in to watch a Batgirl movie. I am still beyond mad that that Batgirl movie got just shelved. Com- like...
2: It would have just been another bad DC movie, anyway. So. I don't.
0: here's the thing. This this is my problem, Mike. And I, I'll say now. I'll say tomorrow. I'll t- t- say forever. Representation matters. How many Batman movies do we have? How many Batgirl movies do we have? I think we need. We needed that movie. Was it bad? Yeah,
2: but we need. We need good Batgirl movies, though. We
0: don't know if it was good or bad. We can't watch it. How am I supposed to judge it?
2: From the last ten DC movies I watched, like, nine of them have been bad to me. So I don't really feel like they were going to do it justice in a way. There definitely should be representation. But if, like, Batgirl flops though, at the box office because it was terrible, then you're not going to get another Batgirl movie. You're not going to get a Supergirl movie because they're going to be like, oh, it didn't make profit. That's all they really care about in the end.
0: I mean, I agree. I am that person, once again, buying a comic book is obviously completely different than supporting a movie. But I have bought plenty of comic books that I don't like the direction that's going on with a book. It's just not my thing. But I continue to buy it to support it because I want books with different creative teams that represent different... Uh, different sexualities different religions different perspectives on life that i don't get in my everyday life and i do i feel like i try to support those films obviously that's what i try to do here at filmology we try to highlight different films different genres that not everybody goes out there to see now shazam fear of the gods is a big budget Warner brothers movie so not something that really fits that but at the same time, I'm going to be once again fickle. I'm not going to go out there and watch Jesus Revolution. I want representation for all. Not representation for the Christian white males who have had representation for God knows way too long. You
1: should read my book. Maybe I'll talk about it next show.
0: I I, I don't know if I'll read your book but I think that if you give me a very really high recommendation of the book, I might read it. But...
1: Knowing like what want I know book, about Samantha? you, um, you won't want to read it. But it is very diverse, and maybe I'll talk about it next week.
0: Speaking of next week, we are going to be taking a look at John Wick Chapter Four. I'm excited. Mike, are you excited? Yeah. Samantha, are you excited? I'm here. Samantha has never <laughs> seen a John Wick movie. Present. So. Uh, we're going to be talking about John Wick Chapter 4. Top 5 is going to be really simple. Top 5 action movies. We've done it before, but let's do you not... Know let's reshuffle the cards. See how they're dealt, dealt. And see how see how it goes. I mean, I, I know I'm really excited to look at some action movies. And I'm going to try and watch some I haven't seen before. Maybe they'll make my list. Maybe they won't. We'll see what happens. Mike, you are... Uh, we're... Asked at the beginning before we started to record it, to find a movie that is hopefully streaming that we can also review. What movie did you pick?
2: Oh uh, it depends. I want to know. What, I want. I want you to watch a movie you haven't seen before. Oh crap! Where'd the list go? Just one second. <laughs> okay. Hey. Sorry, web page isn't loading. Have you seen Event Horizon, Jonathan?
0: Event Horizon. I have not. That's
2: Sam Neill. We're watching Event Horizon. Samantha, I apologize in advance. I am so, so sorry.
0: What is this? Is this streaming on something?
2: It's on Paramount Plus.
0: Well, you know, he had to pick the one streaming service that we don't have. But that's all right. (laughs) follow the rules and uh, we'll get Paramount Plus for a week and I'll try to binge some Star Trek shows as well.
2: You can also watch all the Scream movies all over again. Everything, everywhere all at once. Actually, I think that's on Showtime. Never mind. See... Elsa Smile. Smile was good.
0: I haven't seen Smile.
2: But... Is
1: this Event Horizon 1997 or the 2016?
2: 1997. I didn't know there was a 2016 one.
1: There's technically also a 2017 one. They're probably different movies, but I don't know what this movie is, so...
2: I, I am so sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if he's actually sorry. I'm kind
1: of we're... afraid with this. I'm, so...
0: he's he...
2: I'm sorry for Samantha, because it's kind of scary. If I remember correctly, you don't like scary... Movies. I don't. Like,
1: I also don't like space very much. So this is a great combo time, for me. <laughs> time
0: out. Time out. Is there a black hole in this
2: movie? Uh I don't know. Maybe
1: John doesn't like black holes.
2: We don't like black holes.
1: Yeah, we went to a. What? <laughs> we went to. Uh, oh God, what is that? A called? planetarium. A planetarium. Uh, together to have a great weekend activity, and they. All talked all about black holes and we got to hear some new science um, which was a sound recording of the inside of one and it basically made John have an existential crisis <laughs> right then and there.
0: We are all going to die <laughs> and it's going to be a very miserable death and it's basically like basically Samantha I think there's the two things that made me have this hearing the sound and then the movie Nope and the two things together have made me freak out more than, I think, anything ever in my life. The sound, the, the, the nothingness of a black hole, and I never thought I was claustrophobic until I watched Nope, and I have been freaking out probably about, like, once a month that movie, like, jumps back into my memory, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god. It's either an alien or a black hole, and I'm freaking out. So... <laughs>
2: I mean, it's called Event Horizon. There is definitely a black hole well, thing in it. Oh, no. I would, I
0: would <laughs> pre- pre- I'm gonna be. It is gonna be, gonna be gonna the least of your worries. I'm gonna freak out for probably like the first like five minutes of next week's show because um, black holes are terrifying. And if you're not afraid of a black hole, I'm not. Well that you have you have I'm
1: not. I think it would be I think it would be scary to be inside one. Now you think it'd be scary? You would run out of air before then, so you would probably already be dead. The other thing I'd like to tell you is that most black holes are not set to happen for many 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 many, you many have, years. You do not so know it that. will not you... be my specific problem. It's going to be the next 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 etc generations problems, so I'm not really concerned.
0: We could uh, once again like Ethan Hawke <laughs> And first reformed, doesn't that just terrify you? For all of your children to come, you're setting them up to die.
1: Oh my gosh, you're so dark.
0: Like, now. guys, it's not your children.
2: Guys, By the time a black hole comes around, there's, there's not—it's probably won't even be human anymore. It's going to be—we'll be way beyond that if we're even here anymore.
1: We're way more likely to destroy the Earth before a black hole deals with. Oh, it. trust
0: me, I'm really terrified oh. about World War Three right now. But I
1: think that's a more valid concern, in my opinion.
0: Maybe World War Three causes a black hole. What? Uh, like, guys, I, I, just saying. Like, put all my fears together. That could happen. Twenty twenty three. There's
1: got to be big spiders too. Then, if we're putting all the fears into it. Okay. And
0: clowns. Well, no, we're gonna talk about happy things, like good action movies. So next week <laughs> we're gonna talk about action movies, and apparently I'm gonna freak out about Event Horizon, John Wick Chapter Four. Samantha, you're you're in for a real treat. Watching all the John Wick movies. I. I am so envious of you right now. I wish I could have that experience back in my life of watching these films for the first time.
1: What are you going to do if I don't like them? What are you going to do? He looks stunned because that could never happen. <laughs> that,
2: that just never occurred to him. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's exactly
0: I, I, it. I mean, you, if you think the first one's just okay, that's fine. That's fine. You can think it's okay, but two and three. The first The first one is the best one. What are you talking about?
1: What are you talking (laughs) about? We can talk about this next week. We'll talk about this next week.
0: Samantha has to get going. We overstayed the welcome. um, And we uh, do have other plans for the night, sadly. So, well, for me, sadly. For Samantha, it's exciting. But, um, Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Samantha, thank you. Once again, FilmologyShow.com. Go there, check out past episodes of this show, past written reviews. I used to say past rent reviews all the way back to 2013, which is still true, but there'll be a pretty much a missing year and a half. Where did that missing year go? I don't know. Maybe it's in the black hole. Oh, We're, my God. We'll find out on next week's show. So thank you guys, and enjoy your weekend film. Bye. Bye. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.
1: To get ourselves a tree.